0: Creating and Rekindling Memories, NHR.
1: Oh, lovely stuff. That is Nina and Frederick uh, and Little Donkey. Now, whenever I used to go to the kids' uh, nativity plays at school, a long time ago now, they always used to do Little Donkey, they always used to do Away in a Manger. Uh, That's nativity for you. Uh, But apart from that... There's a very different sort of nativity, uh, which is being performed at the Nottingham Lace Market Theatre next week, starts tomorrow, the 12th, all the way through to Saturday, the 17th of December. And to tell us a little bit more about the Flint Street nativity is the director, David Dunford. Good morning, David. How are you? Good morning,
0: Kevin. Very well,
1: thank you. Lovely to talk to you. Oh, I can't can't wait to see um, this because I've not seen it on stage before. Uh, And uh, just before we came on here, I I was saying that, you know, I watched the 1999 um, TV comedy with with all those famous faces in there. Um, So for anyone who's not seen that or they've not seen a version of Flint Street Nativity on stage, tell us a little bit about what Flint Street Nativity is all about.
0: I guess you could call it the nativity um, that goes wrong. In that, the um, superficially, it's rather like the play we did, and in fact, I directed at the Lace Market uh, a few years ago, which was Dennis Potter's Blue Remembered Hills. And in that, all the adults are uh, played, but uh, all the children—I should say, seven-year-old children—are all played. By adults. Now, of course, if anyone who knows that play will know it has a tragic ending. Um, Flint Street Nativity by is by Tim Firth, who is probably best known for writing Calendar Girls. And he's taken the same idea, but obviously in, in, in a much more light-hearted sort of way. So you've got you know, a cast, um all of I can probably say mature adults. Um, <laughs> Uh, playing seven-year-olds until the very last scene when they, they turn into their own parents and you can see immediately um, you know why the kids behave the way they do because their parents are exactly the same except uh, obviously just a little bit more sophisticated and I think essentially it's um, it, it, their 7 seven-year-olds are just a little bit old to be staging a traditional nativity and they all bring to it their own agenda, their own jealousies, their own um, ambitions. And in a you know, very light-hearted sort of way, uh, they subvert is too strong, except perhaps of one character, but they all sort of undermine the poor, their poor teachers' intentions. And... What carries an awful lot of the sort of emotions is the fact that it's full of not Little Donkey, I'm afraid, although we do have a rather splendid kitsch 1970s Spanish donkey as uh, a prominent part of the, the production. But no, they don't sing Little Donkey, but we do. They do sing uh, all the traditional um, Christmas carols, uh, including Away in the Manger. So it gives them all very different words we get a mixture of the traditional words and their own words which reflect their own sort of feelings at the time so in fact i, I won't uh spoil too much of it i hope but the uh, the way in the manger forms a duet for the two two ladies two girls one of whom sings beautifully the proper words uh, the other one sings, um, starts singing uh, words that, that, that begins um, a way to kill Mary and explores different ways of trying to uh, get Mary off the scene so that she can take over
1: the part. <laughs> well, I know which two characters there are uh, after seeing, yes. uh, <laughs> seeing the film. Now. Before the auditions um, for uh, Flint Street Nativity, did you have in mind anyone who'd matched the characters in the play? Um, yeah, before they actually came to audition. Who? What I'm trying to say is, was there anybody who you thought yes, that person would be brilliant in that role? Um, so, was that ever in your mind?
0: I think you always had one or two thoughts in mind like that. And in fact, uh, two of the people in this cast were also playing seven-year-olds in the the Dennis Potter that I mentioned, and. I mean, obviously, you can never be sure he's going to turn up at an audition, and uh, <laughs> you cast it as um, obviously from the you know, the people the people who are there. Yeah. but um yes, I mean when you when you've worked with a group for a few years, as I have at the, the lace market, inevitably uh, you do get some sort of uh, thoughts of, oh, yes, uh, you know he or she would be would be great in that part.
1: Now, one thing I like about uh, th- this particular play, and as I says, I've not seen it on stage before. I've only sort of watched uh, the film uh, version of it. Um, one thing is that you, you can get inside the mind of a seven-year-old to see how they think and speak, which is very different to how you know, adults um, would do that. And I imagine that can be great fun as an actor. Um, but has it been easy to bring out the seven-year-old in the cast?
0: The way I tried to get them to sort of think about it was, uh, we we actually started by rehearsing the adult scene, which is right at the end, and then I was saying, right, um, w- what I want you to do is think yourselves back. What were that? What were you, your characters like as children? Because in a way, that is what. We are playing so although obviously you know they are the parents of the children that we've just seen in another sense they're the adults that the children are going to grow into and so it was a matter of sort of working backwards like that i didn't this time sort of spend much time asking people to explore their own childhood i, I did do that for the blue remembered hills because that you know is obviously a much more serious sort of play yeah. but um yes i mean i mean the the, the the sort of final notes i've i've given sort of include things like uh, think of the barely controlled en- energy that seven year olds would have um, think of the way in which mood swings can occur at almost a moment's notice. You're sort of, you know, up up there in the clouds one moment, and then suddenly you're crying in the corner because somebody's not your best friend anymore. And it's that kind of, um, I suppose, volatility that uh, hopefully they're going to bring out. I, th- I think I think we've had fun doing it. I'd I'd like to think so.
1: Well, I know a few of the actors there and I know I know at least one of them who uh, w- wouldn't have to go too far back to remember him being a seven-year-old. Uh, so I, I know him <laughs> and... and and he, he he is very much like a seven-year-old. <laughs> great, great fun to be with. Uh, I don't know if you know the one that I'm thinking of, but uh, he is in there. Um, and I, We won't name names. No, <laughs> no. And I hope if he hears this, he won't mind me saying that, but he's just a great big kid and I, I love him for it. Now, in the TV yes. play, of course, the, uh, the sets were made to be bigger to show the actors to be the size of a seven-year-old. Have you been able to do that on stage or is, is that something that we need to imagine? I think you're going to have to imagine this one.
0: I mean, we did talk about it, obviously. And my, my designer's first thought was, Oh, how are we going to do that? And, um, but, uh, I think you'd have to have, a, a sort of much larger theater with yeah. either a revolve or, um, a fly tower to be able to, to achieve something like that. So, um, I don't think it matters, to be honest. I mean, the one production I have seen before didn't uh, didn't attempt to, and I mean, I, as far as I'm aware, nobody was, uh, was was conscious of the fact.
1: I mean, it's so different seeing something on television because they, they've got you know yeah. so many different things that they can do to to make it look like that, uh, and, and it's great to get the audience to use their imagination anyway. And it's not a major part because all all the the children characters, if you like. We're going to be knowing uh, the age and, and everything like that. So Now, that one thing I must ask, um, and I know that I, I've sort of heard that sometimes this isn't done, but without giving too much away, is there still that twist at the end for one of the characters? Do you know, do you know what bit I mean? With, the, with With the narrator. I've not seen the TV version.
0: Ah. I mean, I think... It depends how you define a twist. I think the ending is quite poignant in a way, but yes. also quite effective. That, that's one... Uh, well very I mean, effective, yeah. I hope. Um, so I'm not going to give away more than that, no. and we'll see um,
1: when uh, you know when it's performed whether, whether in fact, it's what you are thinking of. <laughs> I, I think it will be. Um, I think it will be, because yeah. have, after watching... I mean, the, the, the television thing was only about 55 minutes long. Um, and yeah. and at, at the end... That there is, as you say, a very poignant um, piece uh, regarding the narrator, and I think as the story of the narrator goes on, you get the idea of what it might be. So, but anyway, that's all we're going to say because it's it's a wonderful. Yes, uh, I, I, it's a wonderful I'm movie. with you on that one. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, who yeah. who is playing the narrator, by the way, in your show? Well, he's new to the um, Lace Market. Actually, it's a gentleman called um, Joseph Smith. Oh, J.K. Oh, I know J.K. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Joe? <laughs> I know J.K. Yes, uh, yeah, he's um, um, I th- yes, he's done quite a bit of stuff at the Lace Market Theatre. Um, so yes, I, I I know J.K. Um, old Joe Smith. Um, so, brilliant choice for uh for that role, I think, because he 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 can do emotional. He can do emotional, uh, he, he does. which is great. So. Yeah. He does uh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, tickets. How are tickets going? Because, um, I mean, you've got the big pantos uh, in town ta- and it's always nice to have something which isn't sort of panto-esque. It's always nice to have a Christmas play um, as an alternative. How are tickets going for, for Flint Street? The last time I looked,
0: which was a couple of days ago, um, Saturday is sold out. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday had just about a handful, and I'm talking about it five to ten seats left friday saturday evening a, a little more but um th- those tend to sort of uh, you know sell out during the week so um i would say to anyone who's thinking of going you know do get um uh um, tr- try and get your tickets as soon as possible because i'm i'm I, you know i'm expecting uh, most performances to sell out um you know several days beforehand
1: and I know that a lot of the uh, the productions that's been put on this year um, alone at the uh, Lace Market Theatre, um, that there's always been sort of a smattering of tickets available. And then all of a sudden, that's it. They're all gone. And you just can't get that's one right. for love, love the money. How can people get hold of that smattering of tickets that are left throughout the week, David?
0: I think the quickest, best way is simply go onto the Lace Market Theatre website, which is you know, lace, lacemarkettheatre.co.uk, and you and you simply click on, on on what's on, and that will bring up the uh, well, not only this show but um, all the um, ones coming up in the next few months.
1: And the great thing about the Lace Market uh, website where you can get your tickets as well is that you can choose where you want to sit um, be, be, because then you know you've got your ticket, you know where you're sitting, uh, and you just can't go wrong. The tickets are between 10 and £13, pounds, uh, so go get them tickets. It's going to be a wonderful Christmas production. Um, it, it, it's great fun, uh, and if it's even a little bit like the film, then I, I think people are going to be sort of leaving with... With thoughts in the mind, but also with a really nice warm feeling. Um, because because it's, all, it's always great to see adults being kids. Uh, it is. <laughs> for, not only for the actors uh, to be just that little bit silly, but it's also great to bring out the child inside the, the audience member as well. So uh, so I, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm coming down to see it tomorrow. And uh, I, I really can't wait. Because I, I just love... Um I I just I just love the whole feeling of uh, of of the play. And as I say I've not seen it on stage before. I've only seen the film. So I'm really looking forward to this first time uh, of seeing it on a, on a stage. So David uh, it's been lovely to speak to you. How's your Christmas panning out? Have you got your Christmas uh, sorted uh, or have you been too busy in the theatre? To be honest, Kev, I don't. I haven't really
0: had time to think about my own Christmas at all. I was talking to my wife last night. Who, um, surprisingly, actually we, we actually managed to see each other for a few minutes. And, uh, and I say, I think, gosh, you know, it's it's like Christmas in a couple of weeks, isn't it? She said, yes. Um, haven't you noticed? I said, well, no, no. To be honest, um, um, probably not until the weeks over. But
1: there we are. Well. You, you, there's a couple of weeks to get it all sorted so there's a couple of weeks there is pl- plenty of time plenty of time in the yes of things. course there is <laughs> 12th to the 17th of December uh, the Nottingham Lace yeah. Market Theatre it's the Flint Street Nativity it's written by Tim Firth uh, and brilliant cast I've seen the cast uh, and it, it's just a wonderful story as well so go and get that nice warm feeling in your tummy because you'll probably need it if the weather carries on like it is uh, so because it's going to be very very cold so wrap up warm but the theatre's always nice and warm and welcoming uh, for you David thank <laughs> you so much uh, for, the, for the chat this morning and uh, I, you never know I might even see you down there tomorrow Thanks
0: very much Keith. my pleasure
1: Lovely. <laughs> Thanks David bye 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 now
0: Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity As a result we rely on people like you to donate to it All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to Hospital Radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did and thank you.